What's up, everybody? On this episode of the Boston Ski Party, we have certified ripper Madison Rose Ostergren, who dropped by the Ski Monster to be live in studio during the Boston stop of the Warren Miller Entertainment Tour for their new film, Daymaker. Madison is a pro skier out of Jackson Hole, who has spent the last few seasons emerging onto the scene, taking part in a number of badass film projects, including the new Warren Miller film, a sick vocal team video that just dropped, and her own short film titled Fuel. Madison gives us some background on how being a ski racer from the Midwest turned into landing into a two-page spread in a ski magazine that ultimately launched her professional ski career to where it is today. We then cover a lot of ground talking about the pure hustle that goes into making a ski segment and some memorable experiences that Madison has had over her time skiing in front of the camera. Really dope episode with our new homie Madison. Enjoy the show. Holla. Is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It is what it is, man. It's cheap, too. com. Ow, now, brown cow. Say your last name again. Madison Rose Ostergrin. Ostergrin. Okay. Grin. 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 So you're Swedish? Yeah, my family is. Nice. George is Norwegian. Yeah, I mean, I can kind of tell. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. So his, George's middle name is Sverdrup. Oh, yeah. Sverdrup. Yeah. yeah. I was just in Norway, actually. Must be nice. Yeah, It was sick. really nice. It was in the Lofoten Islands. I was yeah. doing a 100-mile backpacking trek. Why? Nice. I only hear it out of this guy. Oh, Garrett. Oh, dude. no, I just came back. Pass me the headphones. Talk to the producer. Right, Producer. Produce. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's only in this one. But I, for a second, I heard it in. The yeah, other Neil one. has the same complaint. Sorry. No, is it? This is a sorry. Technical difficulties. That particular set of quite literally always switch. has some technical difficulties. I'm just gonna switch headphones. Yeah. Can we just replace those? We're gonna switch the headphones, please. I'm kind of a freak when it comes to audio, only because I play music. I play in a band, and so I'm when we do some recording stuff. Turn my headphones Stop. up. <laughs> yeah, for real. Okay. Turn the beat up. Turn me down. So what, what's the name? Turn what's the name of your band? Up. Everyone always asks, "What's the name of our band?" And we don't have a name, but I think it's we want to. One dude, my friend, was like, "You should call it Bread," and I'm like, "Bread? That's so lame." He's like, "Yeah, but like sandwiches. There's like puns you could you could make it." All this stuff. And I'm like, "That's so stupid." <laughs> Get this He's bread. Like, no one thought the Beatles were gonna be the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, but totally. Here we go. No, so, I don't know. So what, what's your role in the band? I sing oh. and play the ukulele. Nice. And I've been writing a lot more music recently because I got injured filming for Beautiful Send okay. and um, afterward. And so I had surgery on my ankle and I've been doing a lot more music writing, which has been such a treat. Really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Well, yeah, I, I kind of I assumed that you were a singer because it was one one-off thing because I did watch your, your Fuel movie. Oh, thanks. Yeah, That's it's so pretty nice. red. And so uh, you sing at the end, and mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is either just a one-off thing that she decided to do, or <laughs> she's actually a fucking singer. But <laughs> we, that one was kind of funny, though. We, like, we, I wrote it in a d that, that day. I just, like, we just showed up. I was with my buddy who has recorded an album before. His yeah. name's Mark Angle. He's awesome. He's, like, an Olympic ski racer, which I thought was another cool thing as the part of the film. Was yeah. Like he yeah. wrote the songs that were in the trailer and movie. Yeah. And then he... And then we like recorded a song in one afternoon for the ending, it was awesome. which was really fun. Yeah, yeah. no, it and it sounded it didn't. I mean, it wasn't like an amateur song by any means. It sounded really pro, but it definitely sounded like you guys like just sat down and were like, let's just, just write some it. lyrics. <laughs> totally, because music's expensive. Oh yeah. Also, like buying rights to music is it gets pretty pricey. So, although for beautiful send, that's the song. Like when we filmed that, I was like with the guys. We were like all in the car afterward. And I was my dream is to have Jethro Tull, Locomotive Breath. Like, that is my dream song since I was a kid. I'm like, yeah. if I'm ever in a ski movie, like, I want this song. And yeah, I was like, okay, so cool. I was like, picture this, picture this. And I, like, set the whole scene up. And I'm like, then we're slamming bumps, and then the flute solo comes in, and then we do this and do this. And I'm, like, in the van just, like, totally jazzed. And the guys were like, yeah, we like it. We love the idea. And I was like, okay, cool. Didn't think much of it. I fly home back to the United States. 
I get a text from the producer. He's like, yo, Mads, got in touch with Jethro Tull. Are we a good to go for the song? And I was like, no way. Sick. Oh, my Jethro God. Tull. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's really cool. Yeah. I was pretty fired up on that. Yeah. Yeah, because well, yeah, in that, well, in the movie, you can kind of see. Um, go ahead, Garrett. What's up? I'm just checking your mic like a little bit. Yeah. Or do you want to have her tip? Make sure you're talking Make sure right I'm talking right into it. Yeah. Okay. Can, you can probably tip it back, too. Tip it down if it's easier for you. Down if it's shorter. Good. There you go. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah I mean, in, in that movie, you can kind of tell. Obviously, like, you know, there's cameras around all the time, so everyone's filming. You don't really know what's going to, like, make it and what's not going to make it when right. they're filming, right? And then, obviously, they put in, like, you kind of explaining, like, what you have, like, in which your Which I head. had to reenact, which didn't feel as natural. No, I didn't. No, I, I, could, I could totally tell. When you're, when you're looking at it, she's like, you could tell that Madison had that idea and, like, kind of pitched it. And they're like, okay, so say it again. And you're like, well, I already fucking said it. Like, you know, I have to, like, say it for the camera. Totally, now, totally. Now it looks like I'm forcing the idea on the people that are just staring at me. Kind of loses its magic the second <laughs> yeah, time around. Yeah, it's, it's true. But I think it still works. It still works. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. But I'm glad that you told that story because obviously from someone that watched it, you know, you're like, um, you could definitely, maybe that was her second or third time yeah. telling that story. I was so excited. <laughs> it's awesome. So, so real quick, did we meet you last year in Jackson Hole at Free Skier? Yeah, I think we probably did because I was just hanging out there with a bunch of friends that they were doing the ski test. So, yeah, maybe we did meet, but maybe it was, like, very briefly at the mountain. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, when, you know. You would have had a Helly Hansen kit on, kit, right? Yeah, yeah. The, green, yeah. the same kit I was wearing in the last. So, yeah, last we year. must have because it, when when we found out, that like, oh, yeah, Madison's going to be on the podcast. I was like, cool. And then George was like, dude, I think we met her last year. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we didn't meet her. He's like, yeah, free skier. I think she was there. She like lives in Jackson. I'm like, uh. And then as you kind of like, you're meeting so many people when you're there. Dude, so like, I'm just kind of like, to keep track. yeah, you're not really because you're like, hey, what's up? Nice to meet you. And then you're just then like, yeah, maybe we did meet her. So I'm like, let's ask her. And so we did. It was sweet. Yeah. We did. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Well, nice good to see you again. We were meeting for the first time. Now we're just already acquainted. Old friends. Like, you knew we, yeah, just, we're old yeah. friends. <laughs> so when you were there, did you partake in any activity? Did you did you ski on any skis or were you just kind of chilling? No, dude. I love my vocal skis. I got to ski. That's true. Yeah. That's true. I know, but it's, it's you know. It's, it's fun to test out. It's fun to test, especially ones. when you're there. Mm, totally. I, I mean, I think it's a cool opportunity for people to to just, like, test a bunch of different kinds of equipment and see what works and what doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm, like, so in love with my skis that I, I don't even want to touch anything else. I'm so in, like, I love my equipment. Nice. But, so yeah. what, what vocals do you spend most of your time on? I would say the secret or mantra, guy version mantra, mm -hmm. yep. female version secret. And then last season, a lot of the Kenja or Kendo. Yeah. Purely, and those are 88 underfoot, and purely because we had a kind of a low snow season. I mean, yeah. it was probably like that out here too. Although you guys got kind of hammered in the beginning of the season up at Killington. But mm -hmm. in, um, yeah, that's what I spend most of my time because I feel like that's like the most versatile ski ever is the secret and the mantra. Yeah. You're just bla 96 underfoot, you're blasting everything from like bumps, groomers, pow. I mean, I skied my entire pow segment this season or last season on the secrets. Oh, did you really? But yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that ski so much. Now, when we were in Jackson would have met you. I mean, we got pounded with snow yeah. that week. So were you on the I mantras? Probably I probably would have been on those skis again too. Just cause, cause you never really know the conditions were when it's variable and when you don't know exactly what to expect. I feel like those are my, I have those in my car at all times. And is that what you were in in the um, uh, uh, beautiful send? I was deal? in. The, I was in the Kenjas. So a dude, little you were railing <laughs> turns <laughs> so like much. completely sideways. Oh my gosh. Those were some crazy arcs Thanks. for for having four people at the same time. How many times did you, did it take you guys to get that? How many? How many? How many runs through? I mean, we were on the mountain for eight or nine days. I want to say, and up. I mean, all day. Yeah. We were up. You know, very early. I think one time. One morning we were up on a gondola at like four or five in the morning and we didn't like get off the mountain until like eight or eight or nine. Yeah. But we had some breaks, you know, but most of the time we were, we were skiing all day, filming all day. And it took, it took a toll on our crew. Like almost every, actually every single athlete got injured to, to some extent. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I mean, we were slamming, you know, <laughs> like you see Alaska spine lines, and you're like, dang, like that is, that is something else. Yeah. Like if someone takes a fall there, that's like pretty gnarly, yeah. but like bulletproof ice on a super steep pitch, like hauling with no, your it's friends, crazy. like two inches. I mean, you guys probably saw the videos yeah. of Jim and Tim, like they are inches oh, away yeah, from away. each other. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah. like one person messes up and you're done. I yeah. mean, like literally sending, like going so fast, yeah. like, 
It, that was amazing. It, it's 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 crazy because you know we try to get similar shots. You know when we're testing and Berkowitz is like taking photos, and so we kind of have a small idea of like what goes into it. You know, we're much better photo skiers. We're not exciting to watch in a video. No, no, That's, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> photo no. skiers. Only. Very different. But, but like, but but my point is that like we're by ourselves. You know, and like right. and sometimes if we do one where there's, like, there's two of us, you're like, yo, this is fucking sketchy. Yeah. And so like when you're watching that and there's four of you guys at the same time, I I think I'm like, dude. That is too close, dude. Right? That is way too close. Some of them, some of them were. It was pretty intense. Like there was that one shot. I don't know if you guys remember, but we're all skiing down a running T bar. So like yeah. it's yeah. like and you're gym, crossing over, right? And we're crossing over like yeah. the middle section. But like that yeah. T bar was running while we were doing it. Like a ski patrol guy was going up after we like all split out. Like we skied in between him and like skied out, and he was just like yelling at <laughs> us, <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, "Get off the trail or whatever." Look, it's for a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yelling at us in a German. We're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, in, in, insane. Um, well, it's too bad that everybody got injured but i mean it, was it makes a little it. more sense knowing right? like how hard you guys were pushing how close you guys were together it was the hardest <laughs> i'd like ever skied yeah. we were all just i think the best part was that what nothing was too serious like the injuries weren't too serious yeah but we were all giving it 120 percent. like everyone filmers production mm-hmm. vocal all the athletes like we were all giving it 120 percent and wanted to make the best possible piece that we could make and I think it shows it in the film I think that like every athlete feels really good about all of their skiing and always feels good when you can like come together and it's collaborative and it's connected and it's just like it showcases good skiing and I think yeah it feels good to be a part of something yeah, and then you could you could tell too in some of the bump segments that that you guys were going way too fast. Yeah, Jim just like <laughs> explode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was pretty wild. Like you can tell, he's like, I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna get the shot. I'm gonna yeah. ski as as hard as I can. Yeah, and you can tell like obviously a couple times like you're like, oh, he's flying. Yeah, yeah I actually I, injured a cinematographer. Like he, oh I no. actually shat. We shattered his red camera Ooh. and so like that not guy, expensive at all not expensive no. at all <laughs> no like fully shattered his <laughs> oh camera. my god and so i sliced his face open jesus with the ski. he kind of like clipped the back of my skis and we were filming the camera's worse um and he just held <laughs> on to the red any physical he damage like, yeah, <laughs> he just held onto the red as hard as he could and it slammed him in the face and he was bleeding and he like stood up and looked at me and and as i'm like oh my god i just killed this and he he like <laughs> He like comes towards me and then just faints into my arms. Oh, what? And I catch him, and I'm I literally am convinced that I just killed the cinematographer. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god. And so I just like remembered what I learned in my wilderness first responder courses and just like asked him the questions like, hey, do you know your name? Do you know where you are? Like I went through the whole thing. I was scared. I really you ever see the face of a murderer? Oh, man. But he ended up being okay. A couple stitches, and he was fine. And then they had insurance on the camera, too. That's good. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Footage was still wow. there, too. Anyways. That was, that's an awesome story. Yeah, that's a great behind-the-scenes story. Speaking of behind-the-scenes story, before we move on to, you know, um, the Warren Miller experience, I, let's talk a little about, about your, your movie Fuel, because that was pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, because that was kind of your kind of deal, right? And Yeah, my personal film project, that, first one ever. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. So, like, what was the inspiration? Like, how did you, like, you know, dig down deep and be like, you know what, I'm going to do this, and this is how I'm going to do it, and this is why I'm going to do it? I think that's a great question. I think it started a lot of years ago. It started three years ago, and it feels almost, like, funny to talk about it three years from when the idea sure. was initiated, and, but it's it's getting recognized. Like, it made it in, feel so lucky and blessed. Like, our goal was to make it into a film festival, and it made it into two that we applied, Mountain Film Festival and BAMP Film Festival. Um, so, like, that's right. what's happening right now, which feels so... Well, it feels so long it, ago. It, when it you feels do, so yeah, long yeah. ago, but it also feels like a dream. It still feels like a dream come true. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe it. Yeah. But going back to, like, three years ago, this, uh, this idea that... I wanted to talk about myself and my story, but something that felt more personal and more authentic than just what we see like on social media or in big movies, which is kind of like stoke reel or highlights or only positive things that are happening. Mm -hmm. And we have the, like, I feel like I have this platform with whether it's social media or just being in the ski industry. And I wanted to do something a little bit more 
um, with that platform, talk about something that, that meant more to me, which a lot of that has been acceptance and community has been a huge part of that for me. And I feel like it's kind of this almost like a preface. Like it feels like my friend is, and I made this film. She's another, she's an amazing cinematographer, another female. It was our very first film together. We're like, sweet, let's make this film together. And it kind of is kickstarting this, like, you know, what's, what's going to happen next. And so Mm -hmm. it feels like kind of this beginning of, of what's, yeah, what's to come. Yeah. So it was a really fun project to work on. I feel like it really just showcased the different variety of skiing that I really enjoyed Mm -hmm. doing as well as community and what I'd been personally working on and going through during that time. And now I get, we get to have that as like a, a piece that we worked on together and we can move forward and continue growing and learning. It's really cool. It did, it didn't, it didn't feel like, you know, your first go at it, to be honest with you. Oh, I mean, it's really well done. You know, when you're, you. you're watching it, like, this is really good. I mean, obviously knowing, doing a little research, knowing that it was your first and that you obviously confirming that it doesn't feel like that when you watch it. Oh, so like you and your, you and your, your friend did a great job. It was really cool. And you, and you get to write, write your own song, which was cool. That was, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Which kind of like, was that like, obviously kind of a semi afterthought at the time, but it kind of probably rounded out the whole thing. If it makes it feel kind of complete. Totally. Cause you, cause I think my mom was like, you I didn't probably, see you more. didn't set out, <laughs> right. You didn't set out yeah. to like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to end our movie with our own yeah. song. It, it was, was probably like, just totally random. Totally. Yeah. And it was all work in progress too. Like that, the idea, I mean, th- films and creative pieces, like they sometimes just take a little journey of their own and you don't know exactly where they're going to go. And sometimes the story shifts and like our initially our, our plan was quite a bit different than what it ended up being. And so I think having like your direction, your idea is really important, but then also being flexible and being able to like kind of shift. Like originally it was, the title was different. It was called horsepower. Like yeah. that's way different than like fuel. Way different. Totally right? different vibe. And like, and like, and like different storyline a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as the season or two unfolded, it kind of like opened itself up to what this message was needed to be um i feel like the universe kind of was just like all right this is what it needs to be and once you're open to that mm-hmm. for in the yeah the world just kind of helps you and so that was really special and i'm i feel really proud of is she did an amazing job like couldn't be more stoked she really it was really cool that's awesome now, are you guys both friends from Jackson Hole? Because you're not from Jackson originally, right? No, I'm not from Jackson originally. We're friends from Alta Ski area. So okay. in, the, in Utah, I lived in Salt Lake City in Utah for 10 years about now. My okay. family, where my family moved there 10 years ago. So I spent like eight seasons or something or more there. Went to college there, went to high school there. Okay. What brought you there? Skiing. Yeah. Ski racing, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, went so, to a ski academy there when I was a junior and senior in high school and then raced um, competitively in college at yeah. Westminster College. Okay, and what, what events did you specialize in? Well, college, you're pretty much special, specializing in Solomon GS, so that like tech events. So yeah. that was what I did. I really liked Super G growing up. I liked going fast. Yeah. Um, but in college, you kind of have to decide to kind of just specify in Solomon GS, which was really fun and I had a blast in college racing. I got to be with all Europeans, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that transition for you into free skiing? I mean, was it pretty natural or were you, when you were done with school and you're kind of, were you kind of just like over racing and you're like, I'm just going to go skiing (laughs) now? Or were you, were you like, you know what? I still like racing, but I think I should explore other options. Like what, what, what was your thought process like? I think probably like halfway through I mean I was really lucky I didn't want to leave Utah during college I wanted to stay in Utah because the snow there is just phenomenal and I was so excited about free skiing and so I was actually like the only kid on the race on the college race team that would (laughs) bring their pow skis to like we'd go to Big Sky or you know go to Montana or go to Colorado and I'd always bring pow skis I was like oh I got a free ski I was just gonna ask you if you even like dabbled in any powder skiing free skiing before if you were just die hard only in the race course, only training. <laughs> I love free skiing. I yeah. feel lucky. Snowbirds, I also worked in with Snowbird mm-hmm. um, race team, and they really just, they make it great for the kids. Like, they yeah. emphasize going free skiing, and I think that really helped me um, so much. So during, yeah, during my college um, racing, I was also free skiing and really trying to 
network and ski every single day free skiing so that I could be noticed because I knew that I wanted to move forward into the professional big mountain skiing because there's no way in heck that I was going to make any money ski racing like I was not that good but like the boys on my team were like Matt it's free skiing like you shred yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah, that yeah, and yeah. I was like okay I will <laughs> so what was that transition like once you're done, you're like, okay, now that I am free skiing, right, and I'm still doing all this <laughs> stuff. Like, so what's the next? Like, what do you do then, dude? I honestly, I, I was like, okay, this is my last ski race, and then I literally bought a ticket to Switzerland, and <laughs> and was like, nice. I'm going to Switzerland with my friend Marcus Caston, yeah. photographer and also amazing skier Cam McLeod, and they were going to Switzerland, and I was like, I gotta go. My last semester of college, I'm like, this is what I need to do. And so I literally bought a ticket, reached out to Helly Hansen, who I had, this was like the first year I had a relationship with them. And I'm, they're now a longtime sponsor of mine. Yeah. And I was like, I want to go do this. And they were kind of were like, what? <laughs> You're like so young. Like, what? No, I'm like, no, this is exactly what I want to do. So yeah, to be totally honest, it was like two weeks. I was like done ski racing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And then I went and then it ended up being an amazing um, trip because um, I think for personally, in two fronts. Personally, I felt like I proved to myself, like I'm not yeah. just a little cottonwood or Alta or snowbird skier. Like I'm, yeah. I want to travel the world and ski. Yeah. And then on a professional level, like I was with an, um, like super talented, well-known skier, Marcus Caston. He was a, one of my, like, he's still one of my best friends and, and Cam McLeod, a photographer. And so we shot photos. We went to Engelberg and Mirren in Zermatt and we shot a bunch of photos. We worked in with the, like, the resorts there. And then I landed a two page spread in free skier magazine. So that was like my first time ever being published. So it ended up being professionally like, Oh wow. Like I did it. Yeah. I did something yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah, it was a big deal at the time. And it's still, still is. A big deal. Yeah. It's still a big deal. I was like, Oh, how, how old so, were you at that time? I don't know. It's probably 20. I was going to say like 2021. Yeah. It's all awesome. crap. Yeah. So it was really fun and a really amazing experience. And I think I was totally hooked. You know, I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, exactly what I want to do. Well, I mean, you took the, as soon as you're done, I, I would, I, I thought your answer would be something like a little bit different. Like you had like more of a buffer, like, you know, oh, like I really thought about it. You know, I, you know, it, it took some time. You're like, no, two weeks. Yeah. Get burned <laughs> out from ski racing. <laughs> yeah, take no, a, yeah. no, two weeks. I was on a, on a plane to Switzerland and we were, t you know, getting shots. Yeah. That's really I, cool. I didn't, I didn't want to waste any time. I don't know why. I just kind of during my time in college, I really tried to like, yeah, do as much as I could to already be in the industry of big mountain skiing. Cause yeah. I, I think I just knew that that's what I wanted to do. Do you feel like the precision that's required for ski racing helped you nail some of those key photos and just be able to you totally. know, make actually be a professional big mountain skier? Because I mean, ski racing is really demanding. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think yes and no, there's, a, there's a kind of a difference. There's the part where like skiing fundamentals, technique, tactics, all these things mm -hmm. um, that you learn when you're ski racing for sure. Like you guys know this being in the East, like you need to be a really good skier in order to be able to ski in all sorts of terrain and conditions yeah. and in different environments. Yeah. But then like taking photos or like, you know, shooting video, that's a whole nother thing. That means you're like communicating with the photographer and like, and making it look like stylish and you're, you're showing off this kind of like, it gets your pole up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> pole needs to be a certain way. Like you learn these things from other athletes that shoot photos or photographers that tell you what to do. Like I just worked in with a bunch of photographers for like a year and just practice like Lee yeah. Cohen, like OG powder magazine photographer. He's like, yeah. this is how you have to do it. And I'm like, I just listened. I took notes. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I was crying in between runs. Like <laughs> I screwed it up, you know, Suck it yelled skiing. at a little bit, you know? <laughs> so it's a different, like, yes, ski racing sets you up for, to be a skier. I mm -hmm. think in so many ways I wouldn't have asked for a different background, Yeah. but the photo and like video part of it is definitely a whole nother feels like sport. Oh yeah. And those two things are really different. I so mean, like different. when we were talking about like, you know, cause we go out and do plenty of shots. I mean, that's just one frame. I mean, that's, yeah. you can get one frame. I right. mean, you it, like to be good, you need practice. You need to take notes and um, take some experience, but to actually be exciting to watch on video that like people are showing up to movie premieres, that is a whole different level. It's <laughs> totally it's not way just different. One turn, it's know? not just one turn. I mean, you're aesthetically like pleasing as you're going down, like the way that it's shot and then like taking this line and then looking stylish while you're doing it and also skiing and fast. Light, the light. And then the light. The light. The light isn't there. You're done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You got to nail the light. Yeah. It's a total, it's a, it's just like, like a complete package skill. It's hard. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, we've gotten. I would like to brag a little bit. We've gotten pretty decent at it because of Berkowitz. Yeah. You know, so like we so similar. Like you know, he's coached us up over the last few years about like, hey guys, like, yeah, everyone can ski, but like. I need to make it look really cool. Like right. you need to like, <laughs> yeah, you need right. to fucking like do like move your head, drop your, like drop your hip, pick up your arm, you know? And then you're like, I feel like an idiot. And then you get the frame. You're like, Oh dude, that looks sick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like one thing when I was watching, um, uh, beautiful send, like some of the like, uh, fundamentals that would be like just burned into your head for ski racing. Um, we're just kind of like out the window in totally. that, like your hands are not what they should be doing, but it looks super sick totally right yeah you have to know you have to know what how do i say this you have to know what the rules are are in order to break them you have to know what the rules are in order yeah. to break oh, them. that's and a good way so, to put it yeah, yeah and so like ski racing rules like we're we're taught that this is the way you turn yeah and to be able to just like be with three other amazing race you know X racers mm -hmm. and now get to like challenge the idea of what a turn should look like and to be able to like send <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. It's like pretty cool and pretty oh, fun. Yeah. You get to really like bend the rules and, and I love that about, about beautiful send. I think that's like one of the coolest aspects is you're totally right. Yeah. I'm going to really hurt myself this season trying to do one of the turns like you did. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you know, they get taught don't lean in and like all of our butts are on the ground. Like, oh. Yeah, there's like total leaning, like full. Dude, and shoulder. But it I mean, it like, looks so and sick. And forearm, like it was crazy. Uh. It, it is also cool too, like when we, you know, when we're skiing with other brands, you know, on their stuff, and a lot of people are X-Racers, obviously, yeah. and they're all, everyone's really good good skiers, but like when it's time and it's their turn, like, you know, we're skiing on whatever ski is, like, all right, so this is where the turn is, you gotta have enough speed, carry speed, drop your hip, whatever, and then the, the people that are, you know, never got photos taken of them before, they're like, dude, I can't fucking do it. Like, I don't I don't know. I mean, I feel like an idiot. Like, how come I can't get the shot? And you're like, it's just a weird skill. It's well, yeah. it's really strange. And that's what you're, when you ask, like, did it translate? I, I was, I didn't say this, but I need to say this. I didn't know how to ski powder until I was probably like, you know, my teens, like until I was 15 or 16 and had never even skied powder. So try and understand how to shoot powder photos. Like I fell oh every single time, yeah. every single turn, like. I, I can't even tell you how pissed I was because I was like, I can't do it. Like, am I ever going to be able to take a powder photo? Like, cause I would just crash. Yeah. How do I get this positioning? Like, how do I look like Marcus Caston? Like the best I know. powder photo skier ever. So, yeah. la so last year in Jackson, you were there. So they, we mm. had epic snowfall, like crazy snow. Like I've never really experienced anything like that over like a two day period before. We just yeah. got really lucky. Right. So, you know, we were off. At, at in the backcountry with Berkowitz and whoever else is getting trying to get content and we're with a couple guys who are, are local to Jackson Hole and uh you know Matt gives them direction and then they can do it you know like Jeff and Nets it just like looks so smooth and you're like damn like how did he do he that? is so good yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like the acting is there but he's skiing you know and so like as we're trying he can to ski and act at the same time right yeah i can just act thing. yeah i can yeah yeah that's it that's all we got. I can do it that's it i can act and then my skiing is like really kind of crappy right oh so so God. matt will set up and be like all right so there's see that tree we're gonna come around and then jeff will do he'll ski like video like beautiful ski mm -hmm. and then get the shot too and I'm, you know you're standing up way above him and you're like Damn it, dude. <laughs> and so then he'll be like, all right, Eric, you're up. And I'm like, I'll just go straight at the tree, like literally. And then just be like, and it's like, got the frame, dude. We got the frame. Yeah. Yo, yeah. can I just stand here and have you throw snow at me? Make it look like a good pattern? I mean, pretty much. I actually have pictures on my Instagram where I'm not moving. It just, just thrown up. Yeah, my yeah. brother just like throws snow at me. You have like, fucking look like an epic pow day. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, backing up real quick, you you went to Utah for your your skiing. Yeah, my family is amazing. Like we moved from I'm originally from a small town in northern Michigan. Okay. Um, up in Traverse City, and so it's like the pinky of Michigan. Okay. All Michiganders will show you. You guys can't <laughs> yeah. see this on the audio, but I'm holding up my hand <laughs> yeah. in a in a, <laughs> in a mitten. So where was your home hill there? Um, I grew up at a small town hill, which okay. was called Hickory Hills. It's like a four tow rope run, I want to say. There's yeah, four tow nice. ropes. And then I kind of graduated there and moved on to like Boyne Mountain and Crystal Mountain and Marquette Mountain. Yeah. And then when I was, I think it was 2013, my family moved out to Utah. 
and um, my sister Kaylee, my mom and dad, Bill and Tracy, we all moved there, and I went to a ski academy, and we hosted kids, part of the... Wow, oh, um, nice. Part of the program, part of Romark was the academy that I went to. So we had like three kids plus my sister and I and my mom and dad in the house. Wow. And that was like the only way we could afford to like live in Salt Lake, go to this academy. Like I was really lucky. I got scholarship to go there. Yeah. And so you had traction before, like you were, you had some momentum prior to going. Going to the academy? Yeah. Kind of. I think I... I'd kind of, my coach in Michigan kind of had told my parents, like, Madison has kind of maxed out her potential here in Michigan. I think she needs to go out, out east or out west in order to continue okay. going down this path. And so my mom my mom is like a full send mom. Yeah. I mean, she's another redhead. We're feisty. You know? She was like, <laughs> she was like, all right, we're going. And so we picked up and like sold our house in a day. And like oh my God. Crazy. three months just like went out and moved to Utah. And it's been such a cool experience. I think my family yeah. loves Utah and um, oh, so they're still there. Yep, they're still, still in there. Salt Lake. Yeah, so I get to see them. They're not too far from Jackson. It's like a four and a half hour drive. So I get to go to I get to go to Salt Lake, and ski Alta and Snowbird and be ski with my fa- ski with my family. Wow, wow, that's an awesome commitment from your family. Yeah, yeah. they're the they are the best, that's a, dude. That's a I feel so lucky. Yeah, yeah. So when it when did vocal come into to the fold? Because are you always on vocal skis? No, I was not always on vocal skis. Um, this last season, I switched to vocal, and it's been like the most transformative season of my life. Nice. I, yeah, I was telling you guys earlier, like I love my equipment so much, especially being a racer, right? Like mm-hmm. you want skis that you trust with your life. And we, I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy. Like we're on these, we're up in the mountains and we're, we're hanging on to one or two edges, like on yeah. these, like either yeah. <laughs> like crazy yeah. it's terrain. Pretty, it's right? pretty sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and we trust our life with these, with these planks of wood and it's like these planks better be good you it know? is kind of crazy are. when you think about it isn't it <laughs> yeah it is wow. crazy. yeah and i feel so lucky to be on yeah be on the equipment that i'm on i love i love vocal skis i got the opportunity to go to straubing um to go to germany and see the skis get made and it was it was one of the coolest coolest things isn't it the, the reason why i'm looking at him and shaking his head is because they don't take anybody but like vocal like they take no one to that factory. I mean, so you, so you're super lucky. You should feel. Yeah. Very, I, I mean, feel, I do. Yeah. I mean, there was like, it was a mix between super high end, crazy machinery technology to like a super strong Bavarian man flexing a ski. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, shut up yeah. right now. Like quality control. Like it was. It was. Isn't it wild? So we've been to a, a couple ski factories. We've been to the Nordica Blizzard factory and Elan factory back in September, um, and for all the stuff we think we know about skis and how they're built. Like it was so amazing to see all of these pieces and the logistics come together and how many people are working so hard to like get these products into the end user's hands. It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And to after say the least it, to say the least. Yeah. And now having built, you know, like an enforcer and a ripstick looking at a mantra M six or a secret, that is a very complicated ski oh, totally. to build. And it's, and you just are like, wow, so many pieces, so many pieces and parts go into making this ski. And that's my, that's my ski. That's like the ultimate ski, I think, out of any ski I've ever skied. And like being in the ski business, like, you know, you kind of just get used to having skis around. I mean, it happens, you know, like you, you you try not to, but it it does happen. And then when you go and see like a legit factory and you get to see your ski and like being made, you're like, like, that's mine. You're also (laughs) like, wow, like there's a lot of, of love. And a lot of technology and, and, and the whole thing goes into this piece of wood and metal and whatever like fiberglass. And you're like, holy crap, like this is a this is like a it's a it's a beautiful piece of equipment. Totally. It's, and it's hard not to think about when you're just like blasting through rocks oh, yeah. early yeah. season. And you're like, dang it. The Bavarian man was holding that earlier. <laughs> you know, like you have to. Yeah, but before you saw that, you're like, I'll just get another pair. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now I'm like, oh man, I really better. I'm letting the Bavarian <laughs> man down. Yeah, <laughs> got to stop skiing through the parking lot. Yeah, oh seriously. So yeah, I'm I'm glad you got to experience that, especially at Vocal because they're they're very selective. I mean, we've been a good you know Vocal account. I like to think for a long time now, and uh, yeah, we're not even sniffing that German factory. Nope. <laughs> it's it's a big one. It's special. It was. I felt really special being there. I felt they. They treated us so well and felt really lucky to do the tour. And we got to go to the logistics center, just saying. I got we got to go to the logistics center, which is the shipping center, which means every single pair of vocal skis have has gone through that 
building, wow. which was also yeah. a treat. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. What, was it a large group or is it just yeah. like these huge shipping containers, right? They ship like thousands of skis in these shipping containers. Yeah. Like they're like, okay, every ski goes through this. Yeah. We're like, wow. No, your tour group, like when you were oh. there. It was just Jimmy, Ryan, and I. Jimmy's okay. vocal and Helly Hansen teammate. Cool. And when you were at the factory, like, uh, you know, where they're building skis and everything, what what blew you away the most, would you say? I would say just the difference between the high-end technology where, like, the machinery is, like, picking up skis and, like, doing things that I don't even know how to do with it to yeah. immediately going into the, like, hands of a man. Yeah that is like touching it and using his specific touch and then going back to a piece of machinery, back to the hand of another yeah. person. Like that to me was really showed like how much, how quality these, these skis are. Like it isn't, it's not just getting blasted through a factory or whatever. Like the, no, someone's, someone's testing the flex pattern yeah. and, and then they get paired up at the Isn't very end. Isn't that the coolest yeah. part? Yeah. The pairing is the, the, is the coolest part. They get paired up at the end and like once they call, I feel like it was like a little online dating. That's the way they explained it. But all these yeah. skis come through and at the very end, they match up the flex flex with another ski that has the same flex. And then yeah. if there's a ski that doesn't share the same flex as, you know, any of them, it just like hangs out there and waits for another ski. Exactly. Yeah. That has the same so, flex. So they call it marrying the skis. Exactly. And you're like, and it's such an obvious thing now that you know that. Yeah. And now that we know that. But when I, when we first saw it for the first time, I'm, I'm, I like blew my mind. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, well duh. They have to do that. Right. But yeah. you never th think that that's like part of the process. Oh, and it's totally. a major part of what separates the major brands from the, the not. Yeah. Like the true. ability to do that and yeah. why they ski so well and hold up and all that. I mean, they don't miss any details. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, the change in the flex, not good enough. Wait for another match. It, yeah. It's just like it was really cool to see. And I'm glad you got experience because because not everyone gets to say that, and it's really totally. cool. It's really cool. Vocal locked you in. That's nice good yeah. for them. I feel really lucky <laughs> to be a part of the family, and the family at Vocal is is unmatched. I feel like everyone from the Pavarian men. <laughs> I keep bringing them up, but they were really cool. They obviously yeah. had a profound effect on me. Yeah. Um, to to just like the like Sarah Lordson, she's amazing. She's a great team manager. I mean, the team is also really the athlete team is also really great. And yeah. so I feel really lucky to be a part of a part of this family. Mm -hmm. So after well, we get when we have to get into Daymaker because that's a big deal, uh -huh. um, which is awesome. And you. you know, how did that really come about? I mean, how, how did the Warren Miller opportunity present itself to you or did you just, or did you chase it down? How did, how did that all work? Um, so last year, so this is my second Warren Miller film, mm -hmm. but the first year, um, I got a call when I was skiing, I was on the chairlift in Jackson hole. Okay. I was, I was skiing with a bunch of homies and, and I got a call from Helly Hansen and they're like, Hey Mads. And I was like, Hey, what's going on? It's like breaking up over the phone. And they're like, that is it and i'm like oh my god yes like this is so exciting and so that was the first year i got the call which is amazing you know sometimes you just you just don't know like you might not know if you're going to get the call to go ski for a big movie or not so each year is different and so i got the call this year and they're like what are you doing in two weeks and i was like whatever you want me to do and they're like all right you're going up to the um, Mustang Powder Cats, which is up in British Columbia and in the Monashi Mountains. And I was like, sounds amazing. That sounds like a dream come true. I'll be there. And so I packed up my bags two weeks later. I actually was kind of side note, more behind the scenes, which might be interesting for some people or I don't know. But I, I was like recovering from a con huge concussion at that time. So I actually had, I was said yes to the trip and went, but I had to really tone it back. Like my skiing wise, I had to really pull back from, from sending it. Like I, I didn't take any big errors. I like really had to make sure that I was taking care of myself. Cause I go to a concussion specialist in Jackson and I had two back-to-back -back concussions mm. and, um, it was pretty severe, like side effects wise. So I really tamed it down and ski just from, just from random falls or some, or yeah, just from random falls that I had taken and like two weeks before I got the call. So. And I mean, that must be like really tough because you have this opportunity to shoot film totally. and you're supposed to go for it. And you know, if you're going to make it into the film, you kind of have to. Right. Right. You, you know, want to, you want to showcase your best skiing ability. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I want to hit big airs. Like I want to do this. And it's for the, for part of it's like, cause you want to show it on film, but also like for yourself. Like I think a lot of athletes, you know, the balance between, you know, for doing things for a camera versus themselves. But like, you just want to, no matter what showcase your best kind of skiing. And yeah. I really wanted to. And I was like, Oh my God, 
pillow lines. Like I have to be able to hit airs. And yeah. I had to like very strictly hold myself accountable um, before heading out there. Like, okay, you're not, you're not hitting big airs. Like you're not going to take any air bigger than five feet. And so I had to tell myself that and I had to, and I stuck to it. So how does that work? Like, I mean, did you know kind of like what terrain you were getting into before and knowing what the consequences are? Like what's obstacles are coming up? <clears throat> kind of. I think I was out there filming with two young boys and they were like 17 and 19 at the time. So I was like, sweet, they're going to handle all the big tricks and airs. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Like, this is perfect. And they're so nice and they were really helpful and so kind and they were like yeah we're gonna do all the the big air so in my mind I was like what can I do and I was like I can ski power really well I can do little airs I can get kind of just like fancy you know powder skiing I mean we got dumped on you guys we I showed up from like we showed up there it hadn't snowed in a little while and we got hammered with like feet and feet and feet it just did not stop we filmed for five days and every single day it had snowed like one to two feet or more that's incredible and we were skiing untouched terrain up there. Yeah. So that was a huge, I think, win for our, I mean, it felt like a huge win for me because I was like, if it was bad conditions, I don't know how I would have handled it for my injury. You know, I would have, it would have yeah. been way more difficult because you have this allotted amount of time to like film a segment. Yeah. You're not yeah. going back, you get, know, and, <laughs> like and, you're, yeah, this is your right. one shot. And get the <laughs> shot and you have to get the shots. If you exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Oh yeah, and get invited back. And get invited back. And get yeah. invited back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I have to like, do this. There's a lot of pressure. Go. Um, so where actually is that? Because George and I have been to Revelstoke b- before. Oh, it's close to Revelstoke. Yeah, because it, it's it's gotta be pretty close, right? Is it is it ju- is it just outside of town or how does that operation work? Um, we flew into Kelowna. Yep. And then we I think we would drove maybe an hour and a half to like where they picked us up. Um, and we and we drove a cat into the big lodge that's out there. And then I think some people take a heli from the place they pick you up to the lodge. Got it. Which is funny. Like when I was out there, I didn't even remember where we flew in. They asked me, where do you fly in? I was like, like I Canada. Would, yeah, I was like my brain. <laughs> Something's wrong. No, yeah. We flew into Canada. Yeah, we flew into Kelowna. It was great. Um. So all right. So I'm just trying to think how this works because it, it seemed like a really cool situation. It was a very cool situation. Yeah. So so they they you you cat up and then you basically stay in that lodge and then yeah. every morning you you cat out of there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this lodge is placed like beautifully in this mountain range and there's so much to offer. The mountains are insane out there. Um, I think we filmed in only 1% of what you could ski out there is what they were saying, something like that. Okay. Um, you know, we're moving slowly. You know how it works. You move yeah, oh slowly yeah. when you're filming. So like we were only accessing, I think they said like one, one to 5% of what we could wow. actually ski. That's crazy. And uh, you said you were there for how long? Five days. And five did you, days. did you shoot all five days? Yeah. We shot five days. I think the last day we even, I think we did like a lot of interviews. We did some skiing and did interviews the la- on the last day. But that's how I think it operates as you go in for like a week, yeah. right? Like day you get there. So it ends up being about a week and then people stay there and it's all like included, I guess. So you have breakfast there. You, they pack lunch. It, honestly, it was such a treat. It was almost too much. Like we would, yeah. we, you, you'd feel like you're really living the life because you are <laughs> skiing yeah. powder. And then a cat comes down, a warm cat picks you up. Mm-hmm. You have brownies and cookies. For oh my God. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> and then every single run, you're like, I didn't do any work and I'm still eating a cookie, but you know, sounds it was fin- so I mean, good. The food was amazing. Sounds fantastic. <laughs> now, is that pretty, uh, not the brownie cookie part, um, but uh, is is it rare to shoot every single day that you'd be out there? No, it's not rare at all. I mean, I think any film project you're shooting, sun up till sundown. Yeah, I mean, like you had good weather. I mean, like some, yeah. I mean, maybe it's location based. Yeah. Like yeah. if you were in Alaska, maybe you get weathered yeah. out or something. I mean, oh yeah, I think for sure. I think if you're, you're relying on a heli, um, like flying conditions are a big deal. I don't yeah. know as much about that. I, I've cat skied and I've heli skied one time and it was good conditions. We only went out one day, but I think if you're in a lot, like in places where the weather is really variable, I think you're, um, struggling to find like, or yeah, you could get really lucky with weather window or you could be super unlucky, but we went out every single day cause we were shooting pow. Like yeah. we were shooting the style of skiing we were shooting was like 
pillow lines and really fun like little backcountry zones. It was cool. It was awesome. But then like beautiful send, we were out every single day. Didn't matter <coughs> rain, snow, <laughs> sun. It was springtime, so it ended up being really sunny. And Stitches, day, broken ankles, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Click into your skis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're vocal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> when you guys were at the lodge, uh, was it did they roll out the red carpet for you guys or or were there other people there too? Yeah, there was other people there, which is uh-huh. which made it kind of fun. Yeah, I was going to I was going to ask cuz if, if it was just you guys, you know, I mean, that would have been cool too, but if there's other people there, people were like, "Oh my god, Warmill is filming a movie Dude, here, a yeah. segment." That's pretty rad. People that were there were pretty stoked, and it's kind of a tradition. I think Warren Miller's been going there. I don't know how many how many times they've been to that exact location, but I think it's a handful. And so I think even some clients or clients, the people that were at the lodge, um, skiers that were there had maybe even seen other segments being filmed in previous years. Like oh, cool. oh, that's people really go cool. there. Yeah. You know, that's pretty tradition. rad. And they're like, Oh man, this is like the third movie I've seen being filmed. <laughs> filmed here. That's here, pretty yeah. sweet. And there's these kind of Hollywood lines that you can like see from the lodge and watch wow. people go down. That's sick. So that was kind of, that was awesome. And it was nice cause you got to know people, you know, you're not alone. You get to like, yeah, you get to like converse. Oh with yeah. I, I would like other people there. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And just really chop fun. it up at the end of the, at the end of the night. It'd be, it'd be really cool. Like we used, we skied so much pow today. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I actually wanted to ask you, too, about filming, because obviously it's something that's totally you know, foreign to most people, in yourself as well, before you started yeah. filming for ski movies. So what what about the filming experience, like, did you maybe anticipate and then not anticipate, like, coming from, hey, I used to raise, I want to be a free skier, I want to be in a ski movie, and now yeah. that you're in it, like, were you like, this is what I kind of expected, or was it really more of a grind? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to unpack there. I feel like I could say probably a million things. But I think when I was younger, you think that, <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, how do they film that? Like, is some guy just, like, secretly hiding out in the trees and just, like, <laughs> yeah, is grabs, right. like, <laughs> and just, like, is filming all this? Like, that's wild. Right. Um, no. You know, you're out there. It's a lot people would be surprised to know how much you're actually standing around or waiting for a good light or, like, mm-hmm how much back and forth there is or how many times you're making two turns or four turns or you're skiing a whole line or one turn, you know, like there's so much back and forth communication between the filmers and the photographers and yourself. And there's a lot of trust that goes into that. And then like building an entire segment, it's a lot of work. Like it's a lot more work than you think. There's the lifestyle component. Like you're Mm -hmm. not just, you know, showcasing only skiing lines. Like there's a lot more that goes into it. And then with this day and age, now it's a lot more social media that goes into what we do. Like even when we were out there, we had, we were taking, you know, phone clips and posting on social as much as we could, even though there was barely any service. And so that's a whole nother aspect that we can unpack too. But I think before starting to ski for movies and stuff, I, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, yeah, maybe the camera guy's just like, (laughs) so he he lives in the trees. (laughs) If you're, um, (laughs) if you're, you know, filming whatever line, kind of like in the in the woods, whatever. How many camera guys are there at one time filming that line? It just depends, you know. Yeah. Could be one guy. Could be one guy in one location, another guy in the air with a drone. One guy doing a follow cam with another guy controlling a gimbal of the follow cam. That was how it was for Beautiful Send. Like, that was no joke. There was, like, seven people on set. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. like. One guy was an FPV drone racer, fourth in the world, which is insane. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. so sick. Eight yeah. plus plus, dude. That's awesome. And, and they, got him just, they got him to come do it? Yeah, that's, it was awesome. That, that is really cool. So sometimes there's a lot of filmers. Sometimes it's just one or two. Just depends on the production and mm-hmm. what you're filming. But I think I would say that is definitely, it's a lot more than you'd think it is. But you're out there on days when it's like nice and sunny too, like shooting photos for magazines. I remember we'd be out on really nice, pleasant days. Like when everyone else is skiing pow, you're like stopped in the middle of the trail, mm-hmm. not skiing. You're standing, Just hanging waiting. Out. Yeah. yeah. Waiting for the radio call. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to feel, I guess, I don't know, it, somewhat of like a pressure situation. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's supposed to be fun because it is fun. But like when you are there and there are seven people filming and they're like, okay, go. I mean, what does that feel like? <laughs> you get used to it a little bit. Because <laughs> I mean, like, at first it's yeah, got to be like, yeah. shit, now? My first ever run I took for Warren Miller, we were in Sun Valley and the, the filmer was like, all right, Mads, send Mads. And I, I was like, okay, sick. And Jimmy, my best friend's up there and he's like, you got this Mads. And I was like, okay, cool. I got this. 
and it's a bump run. I don't even ski bumps. I'm like a racer, but I'm like, I'll, I'll just send the bumps. I'm going to go fast. And I just send it. Like I go straight down in the bumps, tomahawk, double, like double, triple front flip, lose all of my equipment. First run. I'm like, they're never going to invite me back. Like, I'm, convinced. I'm laying there. There's snow like stuffed in every piece of my equipment. Like this is the worst case scenario. Yeah. And I look up and he's like, nice one. Do it again. Like, <laughs> so yeah, sometimes it's a lot of pressure and sometimes you're like, okay, you get, you, you get used to it a little bit. But overall, it's pretty fun. Nice. Well, I'm glad. But I, yeah. I've always thought that, obviously, and again, I keep relating to our own personal experiences because, you know, we do do this stuff with Matt. So it's like, we're not professional skiers. But, like, I still, myself, Matt's like, all right, you haven't got a shot today, Eric. And you're like, damn it, dude. You know, so, like, even yeah, us. You want to get it. You want to get one. And then so for you guys, obviously, you want to be in the movie. You want to ski as, as, as well as you can. Yeah. And it's like. Conditions are are a thing, lighting is a thing, and then you actually have to go and perform. So totally, it's cool to hear from you. They're like, yeah, it, it's it is fun, but also, yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta do your job. Totally, and sometimes you're not satisfied, and we're all hard on ourselves. I think too. I think when you're performing for a camera, it's it's not just for a time like ski racing. It's not it's not for tricks and judges. It's like I'm trying to create this, and if I'm not satisfied with the way it looks, like. Yeah. And you're not, then it's like, oh, I got to get it, you know, yeah. and we're, yeah. we, the athlete, like Jim and I both kind of are not perfectionists, but I would say like as athletes, we're always just trying to like push it to the next level. Like, what can I do? How can I make this look like this? And how can I showcase the best that I can possibly do? And so, yeah. And I kind of feel like personally, like I've gotten, you know, better as a skier looking at so many photos yeah, of true. myself, you know, like, uh, oh, my like change this with my hand in this part of the turn and do this. Yeah. Like everything gets better. And I'm sure you would, you know, feel a similar thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Analyze or just watch people that are better than you or have like a cool style that you appreciate. I think that's the, one of the coolest things is, is I feel like I learned so much from um, like Marcus Caston and Sam O'Cohen. They're like two of my good buddies from back home in the Wasatch in Salt yeah. Lake. And they're really really talented at skiing and skiing for a camera. And so they always took me out and were like, come ski with me, like watch me do this. And I loved watching them because I was like, oh, that's how you do it. And so I spent a lot of time kind of analyzing the way it looked and like, it's a different way of skiing. So I was like, this is, this is what I need to learn how to do. Yeah. 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 You know, when, uh, several years ago when we started going to like those magazine tests and you're exposed to more pro skiers, one thing that I always thought was interesting is like skiing behind all these different skiers and how they see a trail Yeah, and like where yeah. they do something you're like, yeah. Oh, isn't that fucking interesting? Yeah. We've never been I, never, I didn't yeah. even know that was there. Mm-hmm. And then like, it changes the way that you ski stuff. And then you get yeah. in the afternoon, you ski with some other pro and you're like, Oh my God, this is, it makes you. So much better to make skiing well, a lot more it, exciting. Yeah, and it, when, and also when you watch them from from that angle, it, it they look like they're doing so much less <clears throat> than like what I would do. <laughs> you know, like they're just like floating. Oh, you're like, you know, like how the fuck did they do? Yeah, they have different rules with gravity. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I just need to do less cheat codes. <laughs> totally. Now you're just gonna, now you know the photo skiing, and you just end up going and skiing wherever the light looks good. So like yeah. you know, I look at a slope and the first thing I look at it, like the light just pops out just from looking at it for years and years and knowing what the photographer or videographer wants. You just go immediately to the light. You're yeah. Like, oh, sick shadow light line. Sun's right here. Going to yep. make turns. It's going to be backlit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and the, <laughs> snow, the snow is going to fly into the sky and it's going to look yeah. money. And it's going to sparkle like yeah. this. And then I make a left footer. Yep. And yeah. It's going to look like this. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. You just yeah. painted such a good picture. <laughs> <laughs> So in, in this segment too, I um you, you you brought it up and I watched it. But the the two kids was that you were with was this their first experience in this or have they done something similar because they seemed pretty green. Yeah. So Simon Hillis is a Canadian. They're both Canadian, which was really a treat to be in their like backyard. Yeah. So I met them up there, and this was Simon's second Warren Miller. I think when he was really young, I I want to say like fourteen or something, he got asked to be in a Warren Miller. Okay. So I think that was his first Warren Miller. And then Marcus Gogan, it was his first Warren Miller. So Simon's second, Marcus's first, both really young guns. They're both phenomenal skiers. Like I was I was so impressed. Marcus was sending so big, like insane. Um and and they just were such good, like good energy to be around. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, I, was, I was curious because obviously like, this, this was your second and, and watching the film, I'm like, well, these kids look really young and I they know. seem really young. And I was like, this, I wonder if Madison is like, you know, like m- 
she's being like the mentor in this situation. <laughs> like in her second one, she's like, last year I was like, oh, this is my first one. The and the second one. year you're like the veteran. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that is actually exactly how I felt. I was like the young gun, the youngster in the first, first time. And then I roll up and they're like, all right, grandma. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still new. I know exactly. I'm, no, I'm, I'm like a cool grandma. Yeah, I love being a cool grandma. <laughs> love going to bed early, wake up early. It's the best. No, it was good. It was such good energy. Really refreshing. Really sweet. Uh, yeah, and you you touched on it a little bit, so I want to ask you. So with the whole the whole social media component, I mean, is that something that's required of you guys? Do they want you guys to do that like during the process, or is it something that you, well you're gonna do it anyways kind of thing, or is it literally like hey you have to do this? I think it's a combination of all of it. I think, yeah, we have obligations as athletes, like in our contracts to be, you know, like post on social media, whether that's once a month or whatever. I don't know. Some people's contracts probably are different. They sure. all differ, right? Sure. But we definitely have an obligation to be on social media. The amount that you're on social media kind of differs too. Like I go back and forth. It's like this love-hate relationship between social media. It's It's like... Sometimes I just don't want to be on it because I don't want to scroll. I don't want to have my day be consumed by that. I just want to be present with the people that I'm with. Yeah, yeah. But then there's this balance where it's like, okay, like I want to document this too. Mm -hmm. Like it was funny. There's this video of me skiing pow. It's, it kind of blew up a little bit on social media. And it Simon took it on his phone. Like he was like, <laughs> we're up at the top of the line. We weren't yeah. filming that run. The, the other crew was doing interviews. And he just like whips out his phone, takes a video. And it ends up going like, getting so many views and it w yeah. ended up being like blowing up, which was really cool. But like, that's pretty crazy, right? Like we yeah, just whip yeah, out awesome. our phones at all times. It's like a blessing and a curse. It's a back and forth of like, how much time do you spend on social media? What are you putting out on the internet? Are you staring? Like, I don't want to be staring at my phone all the time, especially when I'm right. in a beautiful place, like yeah. in Canada, like there's not even much service. So I think I struggle with it in the way that, um, in some creative ways, I really love it. Like making videos or funny, mm -hmm. funny videos. I love that. But that's making videos. It's not necessarily social media. Yeah. And then, you know, how much time you're really spending on it, I think is important to like check yourself and be like, is this healthy? What's healthy for me? And I, I try my best to be on it when I need to be on it. And then the rest of the time, I usually try to kind of put it away and be present with the people I'm with. Yeah. Be on it when it's going to move the needle for your career and, right. you know, keep sponsors happy. Cause I mean, you have to stay, you know, relevant and with everybody and you know, yeah. your stuff is just like part of the game. It's yeah. Part of the game. That's why, that's yeah. why we wanted to ask you, because I mean, obviously it's going to vary from, from skier to skier, athlete to athlete, you know, how much that person utilizes it. Totally. And just because you're, you could be, I'm not going to name names, but there's definitely some people out there that aren't, you know, necessarily the best at that, craft of skiing but like their social following is incredible totally and then yeah. vice versa right totally and, and you're like so it just depends on how hard you want to push and how much time you want to you want to put into it yeah and i think i think it works in fit in a lot in favor because right now what we're consuming and what marketing is it isn't television anymore it's all right. media and so i'm like ah oh, like sometimes when i i really don't like it and i'm like i don't want to be on this right now but then yeah. part of me is like no you need to do this like this is this is part of your job um, and so then I do it and then I'm like, okay, I can do it. But it's mostly when I'm alone. Like if I'm yeah. hanging out alone, I'm traveling alone. I put way more on social media when I'm with people. I'm like, I don't yeah. want my yeah. phone. No, that's, that's really true. Yeah. I, and, and when, and sometimes when you are alone and you're just kind of scrolling, you're like, this is sad. you're like, what am I even yeah. doing? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. a sad like time. You, 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 maybe you get a laugh here and there. Like, huh? And then you're like, what am I doing? Yeah, just doom scrolling. You know, like the, you know, years ago, pre-social media, I mean, you know, professional skiers, I mean, that just wasn't a thing that you had to do. Like the yeah. landscape is completely totally changed. changed. And, right. I mean, and the requirements that, you know, everybody has like the, I mean, everything is just elevated. It's more, you have to do more, 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 more. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then I mean, you're not, you're not yeah. here. You're not who you are. Right. Who knows? Like maybe I was really concerned when I had was concussed in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in Canada this year filming. I, my brain, yeah, you, I had a brain injury essentially, mm -hmm. um, is what a concussion when it comes down to it. It's like, you have to admit that like your brain is injured. Yeah. And I was really sad. Like I actually was going through kind of like pretty severe ups and downs of emotion and I got kind of worked up because they were like <laughs> talking to me about social media. And I was like, I hate it. Like, <laughs> I hate this platform. Like, I don't like yeah. it. Like, you expect me to control 
this Instagram and that, like my own Instagram and this uh, Catskin Operations Instagram and Warren Miller's Instagram and Helly Hansen's Instagram. And I'm like, I, I don't even have time to like eat dinner, you yeah, know? Right. And yeah. so I think I got really fired up in the moment talking about it. But in the end, I was like, okay, I can, I can not, I can just like take time aside and, and treat it as like, this is my time to be on social media and work on these like mm-hmm. videos or whatever. But I also, there's also a lot of positive things about it. And I think that it's important to touch on those too. Like I have been trying to talk more about things that I think deserve more, more time and energy and space to talk about, whether that's like body image or eating disorders is something that I struggled with. And I think that's been a really positive thing to talk about on social media, but also just like what I, I brought that up this last summer and I've had really meaningful conversations with people afterward. That's great. That not yeah. even just on social media, but just afterward in person with people. In person with people. Right. Like, hey, yeah. I saw that. Me too. Thanks. Let's very talk much. about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not yeah. taboo. It's like let's let's talk about these like things that we don't talk about on social media because right now it's just all this like TikTok whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, we let's do that. But like, let's also talk about mental health. Let's talking about eating disorders. Like, let's talk about addiction. Whatever it may be. Like. I think these are topics that we can dive in or just at least put on social media so it doesn't seem like people. I never want someone to feel like they're alone because I've been there. I've been and I felt really alone and it's not a fun place to be. So let's start talking about this and being open and vulnerable and authentic as we can. And it's practically impossible to do on social media. You know that, right? Like it's so hard to be authentic because you're putting out the best of everything. These yeah. videos, they're like the coolest thing, you know, people are like, oh, that's the coolest thing. And you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. But like, come on. No, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I want to be deep. Like, let's yeah, deep. you're yeah. essentially watching other people live their life. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it's then you're the feeling shitty thing. about yourself <laughs> because <laughs> you're like, I'm not skiing that pal. Like the, yeah. I, I struggle with that too. Like, yeah, yeah. I post a workout, whatever, post yeah. a nice photo. It's mm-hmm. like, does someone have access to a professional photographer to take a nice photo of them? Like most people just don't. Mm-hmm, right. And some people don't have access to a gym. Some people, so yeah. it's this, it really is a, a tricky balance and I don't know if I'm doing it right. I just am trying to do my best. And so that's all you can really That's all you can do. For. And yeah. we, we try the same. I mean, we, this is actually funny that you, that you say that because we were just having this conversation yesterday when we were with, we went up to Burlington and Jay was like, <laughs> he goes, man, who do you guys have skiing for you guys? You know, like, oh, like, it looks awesome. And then we're like, that's, that's us. Yeah. But it's literally us. But yeah. like, but we happen to have, like you just said, a professional photographer yeah. <laughs> capturing us doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Totally. If we were out there by ourselves with our, with each other, with our phones, like would be able to look that cool every single time? Fuck no, no, no. way. Right. You know, but like we did look that cool because we got someone to take the photo, which was rad. Cause I mean, we yeah. are still skiing. We're all still doing it. It just, there's someone that's professionally, there to capture the moment exactly and to your point not everybody has that exactly but you know to touch on a mental health thing that you brought up before and i've i've tried to be really open with this i mean you guys obviously know this but like Mm -hmm. talking about like how i you know talk to a therapist and stuff like that and i feel like if i can um help make that seem like more of a normal thing then you know instead of it having the stigma like oh you know you you do this you're messed up and like you know it just kind of keeps you healthy and in a good spot and if that makes it easier for another person to find someone to go to talk to yeah. then great and they can live a better life and that's that's huge totally and you yeah. don't have to have it doesn't matter how many followers you have i think anyone can talk about anything and just be opening that door for like mental yeah. health. I think it's a huge one. I go to therapy. I love it. Yeah. Holy crap. Someone's just helped me, giving me some a little bit pieces of advice and I yeah. don't have to bother my friend. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My that, friend's like, I've heard enough of this. That's removed. <laughs> yeah. But they're, they're removed from your situation, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome that, that, and I really do believe that that is changing. I think, I think there is more of that being talked about and there's not enough therapists. There needs, yeah, to be more. there needs to be more. You know? <laughs> so, no, it's good. It is good. Yeah. So you, we, you mentioned when we weren't recording and you're like, oh, I love the East coast. It's so awesome. Yeah. Cause we do too. Cause we live here. Yeah. So, so what's your, what are you, what are you thinking? Are you, are you going to travel here more? Are you going to live in Jackson for longer? Like what, what's your plan? Oh my gosh. I don't know, dude. Um, I love the East coast. Like I love visiting here. I've been here the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly in the fall, like around Thanksgiving time. That's how they get you, though. Yeah, that's That's how they get you. (laughs) Why do you think everyone comes here for school? They come and see it. They do a they do a school tour. They're like, oh my god, it's glorious! And then literally, not stop after Thanksgiving. It's like it's literally kind of 
New England from, yeah. from after Thanksgiving until June. It doesn't get yeah. back to like a nice place. You come and visit. You sign. They really the do have those parents' the weekends figured out. Yeah. The, par- the parents get sucked in. Like, this is unbelievable. And then yeah. before you know it, it's you're in the thick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I love it here. It's such a treat to come here. The energy, like I was saying earlier, the energy is really unmatched. Um, just the stoke for being outside and, and skiing really, it just feels really good. It feels like I'm going back to my roots of like mm-hmm. why I like being outside, why I like skiing. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing, you know, nothing to do with like how soft the powder is, how much of it. It's just because you get to connect with nature. You get to connect with the people you're around. You get to connect with yourself. And I think that's really refreshing to come from the West where everyone's like, oh, I did this today. Like, did you do something really hard today? And you're like, yeah, I did something like medium hard. And you're like, no, but you didn't do it hard enough. And like out here, it's like, hey, we just went skiing like all day. People are hardcore out here, dude. Yeah. Like skiers go out and it's, it is pissing rain yeah. and it's like, <laughs> like negative condi- 20 and people <laughs> yeah. are like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. The I conditions suck. And everyone's like, that was really fun. Yeah. That was a fun day. It doesn't really matter the conditions. You it doesn't. Know? It's all mindset. Yeah, no, it is. It's really true. And then like, to your point, you do go out West and like, if it's not like this, like, per- like picture perfect <laughs> day, Bluebird. people are like, ah, you know, just go to the bar. It's mountains beat. Yeah, You're exactly. like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all mindset. I think so. I love Jackson. That's where I want to be right now. Um, I love my community there. I love my friends there. So that's all I know right now. And who knows what the future holds, but just keep on skiing and, and growing and learning. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think that's pretty good. I and mean, we, we covered a lot. We're, 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 really did. it flies by, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't that fast? Yeah. Everyone always like, Oh, so how long is it going to be? You're like, I don't know. We're just going to talk and then we'll just see where we're at. Yeah. And then it, like an hour ish goes by and you're like, damn, that was quick. Like, dang, I'm hungry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's um, yeah, let's get some lunch. You want to? You, you hanging for lunch? I think so. Sarah might be here. She's gonna link up with lunch. Link up. We'll do lunch. lunch. Is yeah. Sarah here already? Do you know? No. No. Yeah, Maybe. I saw her walk by. Oh, oh she, she did. did. Yeah. All right, see. Yeah. All right, let's get some lunch. Okay. Madison. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thank you guys. This, this is been, awesome. This has been awesome. Giorgio, good. We're good. Awesome. Let's get lunch. Appreciate you guys. Let's go eat. All yeah. Right. Thanks. All right. Peace, y'all.